This is a GRDC podcast. The root lesion nematode, Pratolanchus thornii, reduces the ability of roots to take up water and nutrients, leading to significant crop yield losses. Population numbers build quickly where susceptible crops are grown and have the ability to carry over between cropping seasons. Management's made even more difficult given there are no registered chemicals for control. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. Kirsty Owen from the University of Southern Queensland describes the extent of the root lesion nematode problem. It's a huge problem in the subtropical northern grain region. It's found in about two-thirds of paddocks and it's often found at very damaging levels. Pralanchus thornii is also found in South Australia and Victoria and to a much lesser extent in Western Australia, but it's a big problem in this subtropical grain region. What are the telltale signs you have an issue? In wheat, you can see symptoms in intolerant varieties. So the typical symptoms that you might see are lower leaf yellowing, poor tillering, generally an unthrifty plant. The crop is obviously going to yield less. It looks like it's water and nutrient deficient. Look sick. Yes, a a bit sick. (laughs) But there are other crops that are tolerant and they look great, but they can be susceptible and build up populations. So in terms of populations, if a grower suspects that the nematodes are out there how can they get a bit of a handle on what the population is the only way to test for the presence of nematodes is to send soil at the moment to uh, predict to be in south australia at sardi so a local contact in the northern grain region is rob long from crown analytical and he can give details about the testing service and that testing service uses a dna method to identify the species of nematode because there's pratolanchus thornii here in the north but other nematodes are pratolanchus neglectus and then in the other states there are other nematodes as well and the test from Predictor B will also tell you the size of the populations and that's really important for management. Talking of size do you have any measurables or, or data that gives an indication of how much of an impact nematodes or these nematodes can have on yield? In this northern grain region, uh, very low numbers of Pratolanchus thornii will cause yield loss. So as little as one per gram of soil, two per gram of soil, we can see up to 20, 40, 60% yield loss in intolerant wheat varieties. That's a lot. (laughs) It is. And it's a particular problem in the northern grain region here. We just seem to have ideal conditions if the wrong variety is planted. And these nematodes build up uh, in crop and they just cause a huge amount of damage. And Kirsty, my understanding is there's not a one-stop shop measure that you can go in and blow these things away. It's more of a longer-term approach. So what's involved in addressing the problem? Yeah, for the management of nematodes, there are no chemical controls just to kill them and um, management relies on crop rotations or sequences to reduce the nematodes to low populations. So the best we can do is produce low populations of the nematode and that's done by growing multiple resistant crops in a sequence. So if you've started with very high damaging populations, it may take two or three or more resistant crops to reduce those populations. So it can't just be fixed with one resistant crop in a rotation. Chickpeas are generally considered to be a a good crop in a rotation, but your research has shown that it's not always the case. Yes, uh, it's a shame with chickpeas because um, they are a host for Pratolanchus thornii in particular, and these nematodes, Pratolanchus thornii, has a a wide host range and they attack wheat and a lot of uh, pulses as well. So chickpeas are susceptible, fava beans, mung beans, wheat and some barley varieties. But with chickpea, um, our latest research is showing that a variety like Kyabra 
Jabra is very susceptible and populations have increased about uh, four to five fold. Hatchrick is at the other end of the range and it tends to be a little less uh, or quite a lot less susceptible. Populations increase a little but not quite as much. In the context of Pratolenchus thornii, can you give us a quick definition of tolerance and resistance? Nematologists are annoying because they separate tolerance and resistance, but they're two separate mechanisms in plants. So tolerance is all about yield and income in the farm. So a tolerant plant produces high yields and its opposite is intolerant. So an intolerant variety suffers yield loss. But then there's resistance and that's what's going on in the soil and that's where it gets tricky with the management. So a resistant plant stops the nematode reproducing and and um, the populations will slowly decrease. And a susceptible plant is the opposite of resistance and populations will slowly increase, well, actually rapidly increase if there's a susceptible crop. So what do those slightly different definitions mean for the grower trying to navigate their way through this? Uh, They're really important to consider. So a tolerant variety is not necessarily a resistant variety. So even though a crop might be yielding well and not show any obvious symptoms, it can be susceptible and the nematodes can build up in the soil. And there are quite a few wheat varieties that are like that. Uh, For example, EGA Gregory has a good level of tolerance, but it is quite susceptible and populations build up. And it's the same message for chickpeas. They look good, you don't see obvious symptoms. We haven't detected huge amounts of yield loss in chickpeas, so we would class them as moderately tolerant. But the populations do build up uh, in the susceptible varieties, such as Kyabra or Boundary or Sema. For growers wanting to learn more, if they think they may have an issue or would like to know how to address the problem, where can they go for more information? A good place to start is probably the Predict2B courses that uh, teach agronomists and growers how to sample and interpret results uh, from nematode testing. Another good source are the uh, NVT website. There's a disease app which has the ratings of resistance, but the NVT uh, site comparison tool is also very good for getting the tolerance ratings. I use that all the time. And then there are local guides, uh, crop variety guides, that have the information about resistance and tolerance. Kirsty Owen from the University of Southern Queensland talking to Stacey Wordsworth. The Predictor B courses mentioned by Kirsty are usually held between October and December, so look for details on Predictor B's website. I'm Tony Crowley, and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.